Welcome to Day Zero Update for September 18th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Ologi. And I'm Brandon Parkins. Yeah, there's only two of us this week because Danrib's on vacation, uh, but we do have plenty to talk about this uh, week as TGS has exploded in news mm-hmm. in a way that we haven't seen in years. Yeah. Uh, partially due to COVID, mm-hmm. but also everybody just decided, hey, let's announce a bunch of things and give dates for a bunch of things and talk about everything we will ever have to release for the next 12 to 24 months mm-hmm. uh, in one week. And that's why uh, if you look at our show notes and see the list of stuff here, it's about two pages long. Yeah. It's like almost uh, a little over two pages long in our mm-hmm. show notes, but it'll be on the website. So there won't be pages of any kind. Yep. Uh, but there will be plenty to talk about, though we'll skip over things in the, the direct because there's plenty of stuff that's not all that noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are plenty of things to talk about. Uh, but before we do any of that stuff, we'll talk about what we've been playing and we'll keep it brief uh, mm-hmm. because we got a bunch of news that we got to get to and don't want the show to be too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the main thing I've been playing this week, uh, streamed it throughout the week, was Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge, Special mm-hmm. Edition, uh, the Xbox version, and yeah, it is a sequel to the first game where they said like, oh, we did things this way, what mm-hmm. if we have more of that? Uh, and that's not always a great thing in this game, but uh, with... In, the big thing that kind of hurts it is the hint system is kind of busted in the game. As you go to, it tries to be contextual for the different areas and oftentimes just tells you old information or tells you things that don't make any sense, things like that. So luckily I had the universal hint system site handy for when I needed to figure out uh, any of its puzzles, but it loves multi-part puzzles. Because mm-hmm. uh, the, the first part of the game, you're trying to get four things to make a voodoo doll to get rid of a person. Uh, then you're, once you're done with that, you're getting four pieces of a map. Mm-hmm. And that's across three different islands. Yep. And they make you go back and forth constantly. Uh, that's what adventure games were, you know, mm-hmm. 30 years ago. Yep. Uh, that definitely does not hold up super well these days. No, it does not. <laughs> uh, I kind of wished uh, if there would be a uh, super special edition that once you visit an area, you could just pull up a list, like, take me to this area. Mm-hmm. Not have to walk all the way to the uh, the boatman and say, hey, I want to go to this island. Luckily, every point where I was like, are they going to make me do this? Are they going to make me see this entire animation over and over again? They skip it almost every single time. And that is great. Uh, mm-hmm. There's even a tree where you got two planks. You know, you put them in uh, the holes. Uh, you, then you take the one behind you, move it to the one in front of you kind of thing. And after like two or three times, it's like, all right, he's got it. He'll finish this up. Mm. Just get to the top of this tree kind of thing. And that's great. That mm-hmm. helps out a lot to make a game uh, a lot more uh, quick and less tedious, though. It's still plenty tedious, mm-hmm. as there are plenty of puzzles where it's like, I probably would have never thought of that or anything like oh. that. But uh, 
the ending is maybe the only real down note. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way it works is all based on randomization. Yeah. And there was at one point where I knew what I had to do was sitting in a room mm-hmm. ready for this person to come in and they never showed up. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh, great. Uh, and it, trying to do this one thing took like 10 minutes. Cause I would just run around and they would never appear in this place where I needed to. And then when they started showing up, uh, they give you, it seemed like three different lengths of time. One is zero, to- zero seconds. Mm-hmm. One is like one second. And one is like maybe four or five seconds to mm-hmm. go into your inventory, grab it to use it mm-hmm. and move the cursor over to the person. Yep. And it's like just most of the time. And when they do that, they, then the, when you fail on that, so they just warp you to another room. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got got to set up again. Ugh. But it was worth it for the way that that ended. That was a fun game to play. Uh, well worth it. Some good bits, and especially leaning in more to their LucasArts uh, ties with lots of good little jokes. I go into a shop, and there's like Indie's Whip, uh, but you can't buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. And they make Star Wars jokes and some other stuff there. So, yeah, that was uh, the main thing I played this week. I'm ready for Return to Monkey Island, which is out tomorrow, though I probably won't mm-hmm. stream it till like, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, how about you, Brandon? Uh, well, the game I've been playing all week is a game I unfortunately cannot talk about just yet um, because the embargo doesn't end until Tuesday. Um, but I will say that it's quite fun. Um, really enjoying it. It's somewhat shorter than I expected, um, but considering sort of the nature of the, shall we say, series that this game's part of, that's kind of not unexpected. Um, there's a lot of uh, it's that, well, I can't really say much more than that, but yeah, that uh, trust me, probably be about it. Yeah, uh, trust me. When next week comes around, I'll be talking all. So, um, yeah, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. All right, so yeah, let's get to news, and mm-hmm. we will be going straight into the Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week there was the Nintendo Direct, the PlayStation State of Play. There was an ID at Xbox showcase that nobody gave a single shit about. Mm-hmm. That was the day after the the direct in the state of play, which mm-hmm. is just funny in a sense that, you know, Xbox tried to do this thing. Mm-hmm. They had another little showing at TGS itself, and that was more filled of news that people cared about. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into the Nintendo Direct here and... Oh boy, there's a lot here. Uh, first off, notable thing: new Fire Emblem with a weird name, Engage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like the the general premise is: Hey, this takes place sometime in the future after like the uh, other other Fire Emblem stuff happened, and you gain these rings that let you pull up heroes to help you out. Uh, well, the Fire Emblem games aren't all connected they all more or less take place in their own universes per game yeah but they do talk about this being like hundreds of years in the future yeah um it seems to be like it like it takes place in some kind of multiverse or something and like this is all connected to 
the stuff you can get access to from here is from the other fatal fire emblem games or yeah, whatever. You get the emblem rings. Yep. Allows you to like bring them out for special abilities and uh, skills and such. So they found a way to turn that mobile game into a full game yeah. of sorts. Um, and of course, the very first individual that they just dis- first uh, hero they decide to bring out, of course, is Marth because he's basically the face of this series for at least for you know people out west because. He was the first Fire Emblem character anybody really encountered, but uh, in, yeah. you know, in Smash. But yeah, but the first real one was what was the woman's name? The Green Woman. That was in the first GBA game, I think it was. Uh, God, I am. I know it was a uh, Fire Emblem. I think it was like Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. God, I, I, I honestly I forget. But I think I'm she blanking. is like probably one of the most popular here in the West because. She was sort of the first, you know, big character you ran into in the series here. Yeah. Um, that wasn't in a, another game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I'm curious, like, what the, the roster is for this. Mm-hmm. But they only showed Marth. And showed that there's a lot of anime in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you would expect. And then, hey, guess what? It's a medieval game about collecting rings. Because mm-hmm. they're powerful. I don't know how, how much other it has in common with Lord of the Rings, but that was a bit interesting. Oh, Celica is another hero, I guess, that comes from that uh, was revealed for this. Of course, Googling it's not going to do me anything good, but yeah, that'll be out January 20th mm-hmm. uh, next year. So shows the deluge of more games coming out early 2023, just in case you did not have enough before. These showcases. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. They showed it takes two coming to the Switch, which looks like a modern uh, console game going to the Switch. Mm-hmm. A little rough, but that's out November 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they showed Fatal Frame: Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, one of the uh, formerly Japanese-only entries mm-hmm. that is finally coming over to the West for everything. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation's, Xbox's, Switch, and PC in early 2023. Uh, you know, this was the Wii release that never came over. Mm. Uh, so that'll be good for people that are into those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they showed some of the stuff that'll be in uh, uh, the expansion pass wave two for Xenoblade Chronicles three. Mm-hmm. And that's coming out October 13th. Yeah. So you better be playing that game. Yeah. Uh, if you bought that. I've got to get a copy of it. Cause, I'm talking about people in general. Yeah, because they're already putting more content into that game. Yeah, me in particular though, because I, you know, I need to get it. <laughs> yeah, this will include swimsuits, so Hooray. it's fully an anime game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because if you don't have swimsuits, it's not a real anime game, uh, even if they're high schoolers or kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I talked about the the SpongeBob game. Nobody cares about that. That's out next year. Uh, then they showed the new entry in the fitness boxing series. That is Fist of the North Star themed. Mm-hmm. Yep. As a a combo you would never expect, I mm-hmm. guess. So there you go. You can do your fitnessing uh, with more anime. Mm-hmm. That's been the theme so far of the show or of this. Yeah, this showcase is 
anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's even in your fitness games. Uh, yeah. That'll be out in March. No specific date yet. Uh, so yeah, you play as Kentro and you do your things with the Joy-Cons. So mm. there you go. That's Switch exclusive. They showed mm-hmm. an Ubisoft multiplayer, like local multiplayer game, Oddballers. Yep. That's was such a nothing. There's not even an article on Gamatsu about it. So mm-hmm. uh, early 2023, I think it's on everything. I didn't even bother to look up what platforms it was on, but it looks like a bunch of other games mm-hmm. that are out there. Uh, and then they also confirmed that Tunic is coming out September 27th on the Switch, alongside the PlayStation version. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then they also talked about Front Mission. Yeah. Uh, Front Mission first remake, Front Mission yeah. second remake. Uh, the first one's coming in November. Yep. Uh, second one's out next year. And then they're also going to be doing a remake of the third game. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe those are Switch exclusive, at least for the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. I'm definitely excited because uh, yeah. I've long heard good things about the Front Mission series, you know, that don't have anything to do with the Shinny spinoffs. So yeah, there's... To play the original, um, but, you know, cleaned up and, you know, more, uh, you know, more effective for modern gaming. Uh, definitely excited yeah. about it, especially because of, I hear a lot of good things about the world building and stuff for these games. They sort of take the whole sort of concept of like the real robot stuff and put a lot of the, you know, typical political intrigue and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that sounds like my kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those are probably pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we got to the first of the farming games as the internet just complained nonstop that there were like five farming games in this showcase. Uh, you know why that's happened? Stardew Valley mm-hmm. sold 20 million units. Mm-hmm. That was made by one person. So every publisher's like, hey, we need one of those. Yep. Uh, so here's the the newest Story of Seasons game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Definitely not cribbing from a Harvest Moon title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll be out January 26th mm-hmm. uh, in Japan and summer 2023 in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, through X Seed. Oh, this is a remake of Harvest Moon: A Wonderful Life. Okay, that's why mm. they remade it and rebranded uh, it to mm-hmm. Story of Seasons. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, like one of the last good Harvest Moon games, at least that those people say is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing one that's on the PS4 and the PlayStation Plus, and it's bad, but it's chill. So I haven't been that turned off by it. Uh, that's trying to be Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. but it's like there's no real time crunch on anything. Mm-hmm. That's just so it's like, oh, this is not offensive enough just yet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, let's see. We got Splatoon 3 Splatfest about what would you take to a deserted island? Mm-hmm. That starts this weekend. Yeah, that's another, that's another game I need to get because yeah. uh, I love Splatoon 2. Absolutely fell in love with it. And yeah, I've absolutely got to get a hold of this one. Everything I heard about this is uh, it's more of that. Yeah. It's also the uh, fastest selling game in Japan's history, apparently. Like it yeah. even like it even outdid Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that Splatfest is the 23rd to the 25th, Friday mm-hmm. through Sunday. 
uh, this upcoming weekend. Then we start getting to the Square Enix Showcase. They decided, screw Nintendo, we're taking over this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced Octopath Traveler 2, which is not a Switch exclusive. It's coming to everything. Yep. Uh, all the Playstations, the, the newer Xboxes, the yep. Series X and S, and mm-hmm. the PC as well, February 24th yep. of next year, which is surprising because uh, the Playstations did not get the first game. Mm-hmm. Not that there's too much, I think, narrative tying them two together. No. But um, that's still a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Nintendo wouldn't pony up to keep it on their system mm. like they did the the last yeah. one. Triangle yeah. Strategy. Yeah. Um, so from the trailer we've seen, uh, there's definitely some things that are definitely different from the first one. More of them being the fact that apparently this is more, the universe is more, I guess, Victorian-oriented. You know, there's steam-powered trains and, you know, guns and stuff, so... Yeah. It's uh, definitely more on the more modern fantasy end. Also, the fact that these characters actually interact with each other, like, more more directly than they did in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see more of that. I've played a decent chunk of the original, maybe, like, 15 to 20 hours. Mm-hmm. I was still trying to get through like the first chapter for each of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, since it kind of prevents you from going into the second chapters until you really get through the, uh, the early ones, the first mm-hmm. ones for each. So I'm curious how this is going to be set up. If it's going to be that same kind of uh, framework or if they're going to find a different way to do it, mm-hmm. who knows, but that'll be neat to see that on a, on the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Mm-hmm. How that looks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. It also means it'll be on sale all, way more often than the Switch version is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Square is publishing it, not Nintendo. Yep. So that's the bonus of Nintendo not paying off all these games. Uh, but then we got another farming game, Fay Farm. Mm-hmm. That is very much uh, super cutesy, uh, like, co-op uh, kind of farm sim RPG. Yeah. Uh, you can invite up to three people to join you online. Uh, this is a Switch launch exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be out in the spring of 2023. And it's got like music and uh, friendship and all that kind of stuff, as well as dungeons and such to go explore and mm-hmm. fight. So there you go. You get the, another one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next one is a new Theat Rhythm Final Bar Line. I kept thinking of this game as Thin Blue Line. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, they're not taking that stance with this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is essentially like an Ultimate Edition of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has, I'm not sure if they have the whole, 385 music tracks from across the whole Final Fantasy series. Mm. And they have special editions that uh, will add even more to it. Because there's like a an expansion pass that will add songs from, I think, like the Saga series, uh, the Nier series, uh, Live Alive, and a, a few other Square IPs as well. Mm. And yeah, they've redone some of the, the graphics a bit, though uh, for the older games, they use that kind of very uh, same kind of look they had in the original Theat Rhythm games. Mm. So that's needles has online multiplayer with up to eight people 
as you can compete or play together or whatever, but this is like a rhythm RPG essentially where mm-hmm. uh, you have your uh, characters from each of the games and they level up as they go, though I don't know. I forget if there's any real benefit to that. Uh, you maybe unlock some stuff. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they say I have 104 characters from the various games, and that's mm. ridiculous. Uh, if you enjoy the music in the series, this will have quite a lot to it. Yeah, there's 385 songs, 27 extra in the DX version. Mm-hmm. Uh, the downloadable pass will be 90 songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a lot. And they uh, mentioned some here, specifically like some from Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy XV and yeah. uh, Final Fantasy XIV, some not new stuff from fourteen. I think this yeah. is from like one of the, a, a few expansions ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not that modern, but yeah, modern enough. Yeah, I am kind of generally uh, anticipating Final Fantasy uh, 16 in particular. Um, yep. The one one game we don't have information on today. Yeah, which is uh, just weird somehow. Because I, I got to admit, see, after seeing, looking at everything from that, that game definitely, even from the beginning, already looks like it's much more focused than 15 ever was, which isn't a very high bar to... Have to jump over, I know, but yeah, but after I think the completion, it just it's definitely it's definitely a, a a more focused project. Yeah, I think the director on that game has said that they're anticipating getting a like new trailer, maybe to announce a release date or something. Yeah, here in the next month or so. They also said that the whole story is complete inside the game. Yeah, so you don't have to. You don't have to watch a movie. You don't have to, you know, read the book or whatever. It's all in the game. So, yeah, pray for that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Don't need to say anything. They just showed a trailer for that. That's already mm-hmm. got a date of October 20th. Uh, then they showed Rune Factory 3 Special, a remaster of, I think this was a DS game or was a DS game. Mm-hmm. Came out in 2009, Rune Factory 3. That I guess was a particularly popular one for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are kind of remaking it uh, with new uh, graphics, or so not like modern graphics. Like uh, all the farming is very overhead 2D mm-hmm. kind of looking stuff, uh, which I'm assuming that must have been the bottom screen on the DS. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you have all your story stuff to that. Uh, so you'll be able to get that, let's see, 2023. Mm-hmm. Seems to be exclusive to the Switch. Uh, but they also followed up that trailer with a little thing that says, like, hey, uh, we're doing a new Rune Factory series. Mm-hmm. That's started in development, so no idea what that means. Mm. Uh, if it is unclear whether this means a new entry or a new series, sub-series mm. or something. So uh, we'll know. We'll find out, point. I guess. Mm-hmm. It'll be just a, a Shimigami Tensei Five type situation where it's like, "Yeah, we're working on something. Shut mm-hmm. up. We'll we'll announce it in like three years." Mm-hmm. 
but then we got back to Nintendo as they said, hey, what if we gave you more in 64 games to your Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack? Mm-hmm. Uh, for this year, they announced Pilot Wing 64, Mario Party, and Mario Party 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I assume those will be October, November, and December's games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for 2023, they said, hey, what if we do Mario Party 3 for to cap the, the Degenerate Trilogy there? Mm-hmm. Uh, then they added Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Stadium 2. Mm-hmm. Which I think there's weird history with that as far as what... Uh, I think our Pokemon Stadium was actually Pokemon Stadium 2 in Japan. Mm-hmm. Something like that. and then But it wasn't like the whole game. I don't know. I'd have to read the Wikipedia, but there's like... It's not the weird thing where Pokemon Stadium 2 is like the full game. Mm-hmm. That it should have been. Uh, but that'll be... You'll get both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1080p snowboarding and Excite Bike 64. So you can see what uh, extreme sports were like right there in the the mid 90s, mm-hmm. mid to late 90s. And that's kind of the the lineup there for probably the next uh, eight months or so until maybe a May or June Nintendo Direct mm-hmm. yeah. they announce more. Though there's not much more of Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. For the 64, there's just not a lot if there's not going to be much in the yep. way of third-party stuff. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, the N64 actually had a pretty small library for a mainline uh, Nintendo console. Yeah, even first-party stuff Yeah, was not super uh, big. No. Because I think they have, what, Smash already? Yeah. Okay. Trying to think what other ones like Quest 64, and that's purely in a sure if you want to. Yeah, like if you're a completionist or a say, or you know, a masochist, maybe we need an RPG on this thing. Here you go. Yeah, there were not many RPGs on that system. No, there were not. Yeah, but I guess in Japan, uh, they get the Harvest Moon game that's on the 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to rub it in. Yep. Uh, but then they followed up this little trailer with uh, mm-hmm. a familiar little ditty that signaled that the day has finally come. GoldenEye 64 is actually going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to have online play only on the Switch. Uh, oh. Rare announced the Xbox version, you know, having like 4K support mm-hmm. and some of this other stuff, but that also that would not have online play. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Especially as people tried to go on just assuming like, oh, it's got online all that because it's Xbox and all that. It's like, no, this seems like it's the straight ROM with whatever enhancements you can add to it without really changing the ROM. Uh, which is like, okay. So Xbox can do their filters and that kind of stuff. Uh Nintendo has online play kind of built into the Nintendo Switch sort of tool set. Mm-hmm. So that makes some sense, though. I'm assuming you essentially create uh, lobbies for people to join, not necessarily like matchmaking or anything. And that'll be fun to see if people think it's as good as it you know, was back then mm-hmm. versus you know what first-person shooters are now. Yeah. Uh... It's like, you've got Doom on this thing, Doom 2016. Yeah. It's like 
the gulf between what GoldenEye was to console first person shooters and what yeah. Doom 2016 is is yeah that's 20 years to, of evolution yeah you have to understand the reason this game took off the way it did is because there really was no other you know multiplayer shooter on consoles then GoldenEye was literally the only one and it was yeah, by nothing rare to this of all people yeah nothing to this like big of a budget and presentation yeah. um and in fact, in hindsight, I've heard tell that it was kind of almost like a throwaway thing they decided to throw in, um, like at the last minute. And if you played it, it definitely feels like it. But the thing is, since then, like, you know, console shooters, even from like a control standpoint, have evolved by leaps and bounds since this game came out. Yeah, and like, this is a game that did not have a cursor. Yeah, it didn't have a cursor. You did, couldn't tell exactly where you were aiming. You just shot and then adjusted based on where you shot. Mm-hmm. Which is like, that would be very disorienting for people these days. Mm-hmm. And I'm assu- I wonder if that, I assume it still has the, the same functionality. So you could spend, what is it, 100 bucks for two and 64 controllers for the Switch Online? Mm-hmm. Uh, and play... Uh, single-player dual analog. Yeah. GoldenEye. To be a little bit closer to what a modern uh, setup would be, but also mm-hmm. that's a very expensive setup for controllers that are hard to get. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's GoldenEye. That's neat that they finally did it. It's a thing that's been off and on for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like an XBLA version that Rare was working on at one point that was going to be all done out the way you would want, and what we get is largely the same game. But I believe mm-hmm. the Xbox version is going to be a part of Rare Replay, mm-hmm. uh, the digital version, I guess. Mm-hmm. So if you have that, you will get this for free. And I guess that is in Game Pass, so it's also technically on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And you won't be able to buy this separately or anything on Xbox, so it's largely a Game Pass thing. Mm-hmm. I assume so, but I think it was on sale for pretty cheap recently, so you might have been able to get the collection for like 10 bucks or less. Mm-hmm. And be ready for this, but who knows? We'll see how that goes. Uh, then right. we got a Square Enix game that seemed new with a very Square Enix title, Various Daylife, mm-hmm. uh, but it's actually three years old. It came out in Apple Arcade back in 2019. Yeah. And that's how much of an impact it made. That nobody knew it existed yeah. until now. Yeah. Uh, I was looking up its wiki page, and the only sort of uh, information on it was like, here are the reviews. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's an RPG. It's like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Nobody even cared to flesh out this wiki page. Nope. Uh, but it is kind of a, it looked like a sort of just job based RPG mm-hmm. uh, where it's like daily, daily life RPG adventure stuff from the, the team that worked on Bravely Default and Octopath Traveler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like one of those games that came out early on in Apple Arcade, so it was supposed to be like a splashy title, you know, console-looking title for your phone mm-hmm. kind of thing, but it seemed like it was fairly middling. Mm-hmm. It was like, it's alright, but it doesn't do anything to make you excited about anything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you go into 
uh, battles, which are kind of all side-scrolling looking, the way it's set up. Mm-hmm. Almost like if you just readjusted like the way the old Final Fantasy mm-hmm. battles looked to be side-scrolling and just put those characters looking, looking like they're following each other in the line. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit like a Darkest Dungeon-ish kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I, think, I think when the battles actually go on, it's more like a, a dungeon RPG where it's mm-hmm. kind of first person. You just see character portraits as they're going to attack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like it's it's an all right thing. It's out now. Uh, PS4, Switch, and PC, and it's like mm-hmm. $29. So it's a weird price even then. So full Square Enix release there. Uh, probably good to wait for a, a good discount on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then we got into like a... A headlines thing where they just shut off a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Factorio, uh, which is a factory building game. Yep. Sort of thing. Uh, uh, that is out October 28th, only on the Switch for console stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say if you uh, care about developers being very shitty, these developers, at least the, the head one, is very much like a libertarian. Mm-hmm. who has said a lot of uh, shitty things about... Uh, I'm trying to remember what exactly it was. You don't really have to go into details. I can probably guess. Yeah. There's a lot of things about statutory rape, mm-hmm. uh, not knowing that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all sorts of shitty things that people were very concerned about like three years ago, and then mm-hmm. uh, they forgot the game existed after that nothing really happened the dev was like complaining about cancel culture and all that kind of stuff the woke yeah. mob all that kind of fun stuff mm-hmm. so if you're concerned about that stuff maybe avoid this yeah uh, there are plenty of other sort of factory building games out there mm-hmm. not so much on the switch but there's at least a lot of farming games so you can do similar to that there uh, then we got a game called Ib that mm-hmm. seems to be like a horror adventure game of sorts. Uh, yeah, you're in a mysterious art gallery. Uh, inspect the areas around you, discovering items, disarming traps, find your way out of the strange gallery. And yeah, then you kind of get support, uh, yeah, like transported out of this. The art gallery you started in into like a creepy version of it. And so you're going to have to find your way out of it. Uh, that kind of thing. So as a remake of an old indie game released in 2012. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they even improved the graphics a bit. Looks pretty yeah. nice. So if you're into that kind of stuff, that's out next spring. Uh, let's see. Then there's a new update for Mario Strikers Battle League. Includes Pauline and Diddy Kong and some other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's out sometime this month. Yeah. That's all we know. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Another farming game. Atelier Riza 3, Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key. That is uh, a weird Nick-ass title right there. Well, unfortunately, it's a gust-ass title. Uh, the yeah. Atelier series has been around for quite a while. Yeah. They're all kind of uh, slice-of-life farming RPGs kind of yeah. thing with some combat, a good chunk of combat in it mm-hmm. kind of thing. As you're kind of, They might change on a, on a game-by-game basis, like sub-series uh, in this. So there's like a Atelier Riza 3, so there's been three of these. Uh, I've seen... 
a bunch of these games that go on sale every once in a while. Uh, published by Koei Tecmo. So they've had had this racket going for a while. None of these are bad games or anything. They're just very, very, very of a style to them. Like maybe to the degree of like a magical girl kind of look to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this one's supposed to be a big open world kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, for this. But this is coming to everything. Uh, all the PlayStation, Switch, and PC. No Xbox at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then they announced the Way 3 for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's Booster Pass is happening this holiday. Showed off like two tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mary Mountain from Mario Kart Tour and DS's Peach Gardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's two of the eight. Uh, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got a fun segment with Miyazaki where he's like, hey, that Mario movie's still coming along. Yeah. Uh, and we still got that uh, Super Mario World uh, theme park coming next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to talk about... Oh, no, wait. There's no Switch Sports. Yeah, that's right. Nintendo Switch Sports is right before that where they announced that the the big update adding golf to the mm-hmm. game is happening... Uh, not this fall, but this holiday, so probably December to early next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll have a fun little multiplayer mode where it's like the survival stuff mm-hmm. that they do for bowling, where you play like three frames, and then you gotta whoever's got the best scores, like top eight scores, gets to continue on, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So you'll be doing that with uh, these holes. I think it's eight people, so that's neat. Uh, then back to Miyazaki. He said, "I want to talk about." Uh, Pikmin. Mm. He's like, have you heard about this mobile game mm-hmm. uh, that's been out for like two years that nobody cares about really? Mm. And, like, gave an in-depth description of like how it works and all this. And it's like, what? You came here to talk about an old mobile game? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh yeah, also Pikmin 4 is finally real. Yep. And we got a, mostly a logo. Mm-hmm. And a couple of small shots of like a like a garden area that they the game will be set in, so mm-hmm. that'll be out next year at some point, and that's basically all we got out of that. Yep. So that'll be neat, but mm. hopefully it actually hits and not become like a Metroid Prime 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, there's Just Dance 2013 edition, or 2023 edition. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. It's only to the new consoles and Switch. That's a bit weird. Uh, November 22nd, the, they've also changed everything. Mm-hmm. I guess so. There's like personalization based on what you do in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so there's that. Uh, then they went back to Harvestella, more Square Enix. Uh, this is the farm sim RPG that is Final Fantasy as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a demo out now. Mm. Uh, and the game will be out November 4th for Switch and PC. I played a little bit of this demo. Uh, it's pretty neat, but it's also. Uh, it lets you play the first chapter of story progress or 15 mm-hmm. days, whatever you hit first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole thing is that there are four seasons, and then there is the season of quietus or the season of death. Mm-hmm. And you're a character, stop if you've ever heard of this before, you're a character that survived mm-hmm. this quietus and has lost their memory. Uh, that's never happened in a Square Enix game. Uh, you get to make a character, but it's very limited character customization. 
and also your own you can make male female or non-binary but mm. all the the physical bodies they have are female uh adjacent uh so you have like two body types it's like uh a female body like smaller body and there's like a, a slightly bigger build that i guess is a little more masculine female body but there's no like straight up normal maleish body mm-hmm. i think it's a little weird but yeah all your other customization options are just like hair color eye color very basic stuff that doesn't make the characters really look all that different uh, mm. that's the only real issue but then you get to the the campaign itself and it's like oh you appear in this town be guided by this weird character that uh, nobody else can see. And then you wake up again as somebody else is helping you, the doctor of this town. And you've like survived this quietest season, which involves like this dust that can get into people's bodies and kill them mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. And then guess what? You have secret abilities that people don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So you do some farming, you do some fighting. The fighting didn't feel great. I don't know if there's like a lock on. They didn't really explain that part of it mm-hmm. yet, but you just do a little bit of fighting. And it seems like it only saves at the end of a day. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of annoying. I'd like to be able to save whenever, but I didn't quit out to see if it saves whenever you quit out. Cause it doesn't claim that it does that. So who knows, but mm-hmm. it seems all right for what it is. I'm curious to play a little bit more of the demo, but I only played two days of the 15, so not even all that far, but that was like a good hour I played there, so it seems like a pretty meaty demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that could be one to check out. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, we're like halfway through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Bayonetta 3 Guts uh, gameplay demo, also a story demo to explain what the stories of the other ones were, kind of. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh... In Bayonetta 1, she's fighting to save herself. Yeah. In Bayonetta 2, she's fighting to save a friend. Mm-hmm. And Bayonetta 3, she's fighting to save the world. Yeah. It's like, okay, I imagine there are more details you're leaving out, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like new people in her her cadre of friends, and it seems mm-hmm. very much uh, influenced by, let's say, queer culture yep. of sorts. Uh uh, a lot of uh, dyed hair and mm-hmm. women with short hair and all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm curious to see if that is plays out the way it looks mm-hmm. uh, as far as the story stuff, but that looks pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out October 28th. I think that date was already known, but they're showing more. Yeah, she has like another Umber Witch friend, Jean. Mm-hmm. And there's a new feisty witch in training, Viola. Yep. Uh don't remember if they said this was co-op or not, or if that's just, she just has a party of friends, mm. but there's that. And they said there was going to be like a YouTube video going more in depth on the gameplay after the show. So that you can probably look up on their YouTube for that. Yeah. If you want to see it. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, then they announced a new game from, I think one of the, the makers of uh, the Danganronpa games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is called Master Detective Archives Rain Code. Mm-hmm. That is a lot like that game. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, anime themes, mystery solving, puzzle solving kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. 
You're like a master detective. This has a section called Master Detectives versus Mega Corporation. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that seems like uh, a title, or a thing you would say based on modern culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they have a bunch of unsolved mysteries, and you're sort of a new, new recruit, and you're being sent out to figure out what's going on, and you have the help of a Shinigami mm-hmm. uh, that is haunting your character that helps you out. So... Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's out spring 2023, launch exclusive. Yeah, only on the Switch. So mm-hmm. there you go. Another anime game. Uh, let's see. Then they showed a bunch of Resident Evil uh, Village mm-hmm. coming to the Switch October 28th as a cloud game. Yep. Uh, demo's out now. The uh, expansion featuring his daughter is out December 2nd. Mm. Uh, so there you go. Uh, then they said... Hey, we're not stopping there. There's Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil 3 coming to the Switch as cloud versions later this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, of course, it's what people wanted, those cloud games. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. Sifu is coming to the Switch November 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've definitely turned down the graphics a good bit, but mm-hmm. if that works well and runs well, uh, that's a rad game mm-hmm. that people can check out. And they've got some neat little physical additions with extra bonuses and such, so mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion, we already knew it was coming to everything, uh, but now they have a date, December 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might have been, I forget if the date was during the Direct, there was a bunch of these games they showed off with like a, a nebulous like release time frame, and then they announced mm-hmm. the date at TGS. So I forget, but that's out December 13th, right at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Radiant Silver Gun uh, is coming to the Switch. It was yep. supposed to be out that day, but it's been pulled. Mm-hmm. And the devs have said it's because they got the wrong ESRB mm-hmm. tag on there. So mm-hmm. I think it's relaunching on the 20th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there you go. I think it's 20 bucks for that. And that's one of those revered uh, shmups out there. So mm-hmm. it's worth checking out. But I've heard there's some, some bug stuff with this game as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see if that gets fixed or not. Mm. Uh, one that wasn't in the uh, the Western uh, directs, but was in mm-hmm. the Japanese one, is Easy Come, Easy Golf. Yep. The new Clap Hans game, mm-hmm. golf game. Uh, it was a mobile game at launch. Original, It's original launch, and now is on a Switch for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's more of that kind of golf. Mm. Uh, so there you go. Endless Dungeon, part of the Endless series, uh, is a roguelite dungeon crawler kind of thing. That's coming to everything next year. Uh, then we got Tales of Symphonia Remastered. Uh, that is getting a lot of flack right now because on their website they mention that it is running at 1080p, 30fps on everything but the Switch in mobile, handheld mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, table and handheld modes, it'll be running at 720p, 30 uh, so this is not the kind of uh, remaster that people would want out of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like very much uh, running into issues, maybe, of the original development. Because uh, I think that was probably a game that was hard-coded at 30 FPS. Uh, but I feel like if they really put their uh, time into it, they could get it to 60 FPS, make it the the thing that people want. Mm-hmm. 
versus like the the remaster they got on the the PS3 and uh that's was not good either. Mm. And so it's kind of like was it Vesperia's one they did really well on? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like why can't you do that for Symphonia? Mm-hmm. And it's probably money for Bandai Namco. Mm. But they'll still sell cuz mm-hmm. people that are desperate to get a shinier version of this game. Mm. Unfortunately, they just don't seem to do as much as they probably should for that game. Considering it's the one that put the Tales series on the map for JRPG fans. Uh, but that'll be out sometime early 2023. Mm. Uh, let's see, yeah, it's PS4, Xbox One, and Switch as well. So mm. there you go. Uh, and then they confirmed that Life is Strange Arcadia Bay Collection comes out on the Switch September 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Romancing Saga, Minstrel Song Remastered. We've gotten to the weird saga games that nobody really cares about. Yep. Uh, that's coming to all oh, the PlayStation, Switch, PC, and mobile December 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Let's see, Lego Brick Tales, which is kind of an adventure kind of Lego game of sorts, I think. Uh, yeah, so that is... Uh, a new game is coming to all the consoles October 12th. PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Uh, yeah, that's a neat-looking game. And that's one of those that I think it got just like a fall date to the Direct, but then got October 12th a few days later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got to see Disney Speedstorm, uh, which is the Disney free-to-play kart racing game mm-hmm. coming to everything ne- uh, later this year. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a date or anything. Uh, but yeah, showed that monster and characters are coming to that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Fall Guys Season 2 got a little trailer saying it's out now, but uh, there's Season 2 on everything, so mm-hmm. there you go. And then they ended on two Nintendo games, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, mm-hmm. uh, the second Kirby Wii game, getting sort of a, a remaster of sorts, adding some small things to it, like a a new mecha transformation for Kirby. And then, like, I think a couple of sub-games or something like that to it. Nothing really too much, but that's a pretty solid one of those Kirby games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's February 24th, 2023. And if you've been paying attention, it's the third game releasing that day that was announced in this Direct. Uh, I think the other ones were Octopath Traveler 2. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one here? Uh, I think I'm going to look it up here. Uh, Tell you, Reza. That's yeah. the other one. So yeah, yeah you're going to have a lot to to uh, look at that day. Yep. Yeah. Uh, see then. Yep. And then they ended on the game that people have been complaining about for the past years and a half: uh, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. Coming to the Switch, I guess. There's the hilarious thing that Nintendo UK, their Twitter account was like, "We're not going to stream this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, stream this direct." you'll be able to get on YouTube like an hour after everybody else sees the direct. Yeah. And people are expecting like, did they do that because this game is called tears of the kingdom? (laughs) And it's like, Oh my God. I don't think, I don't think there's enough people that would have cared about this to make that an issue. I would hope not, but there's also been people who've been getting arrested because they basically said that they don't care that the queen is dead. So Yeah. I don't really know what to believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they announced a date, May 12th, 2023. 
Mm-hmm. So now people are like, oh, Switch 2 is going to come out that day. And it's like, I don't know about that. Uh, but the trailer didn't really have a ton into a, a ton of stuff in it. It was a lot of the the early stuff was showing like cave markings or something mm-hmm. that very much seemed to be hinting at storyline elements mm-hmm. and maybe the amounts of dungeons that are in the game, stuff like that. But the gameplay stuff they showed didn't really seem to show much other, you know, other than things we knew mm-hmm. of like, you know, there are these islands in the sky. Mm-hmm. You can jump off of them mm-hmm. uh, and like fly around on something. Yep. Uh, you can still climb up anything. Yep. That is made of at least uh, materials that you can climb on. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. They showed. Yep. No real gameplay specific stuff. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So you might want to, if you're really interested in all the details, probably Google for videos showing all that stuff over like an hour and a half. Uh, so yeah. Mm. But a pretty solid direct. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff here that's like, looks interesting to me is mm-hmm. stuff that is a sequel to things I'm in the middle of. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, that'll be neat, but I'm not going to get that until I beat the other thing. Mm-hmm. I like Octopath Traveler and Fire Emblem and Gage and mm-hmm. even Legend of Zelda, but that's eight months away. I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll go back and beat the last dungeon yeah. or two and beat Ganon. Mm-hmm. That won't be that hard of a thing. As long yeah. as I don't. Last time I started out that game, I threw my sword in the water and I was like, okay, I have to mm. not be facing water when I'm trying to figure out how to play the game. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun to see. Uh, but yeah, let's get to the state of play. We'll do like an, a recap overall of what we were excited about here later, but we got to keep going. PlayStation State of Play was at 6 p.m. I think the direct was at like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, that had 10 games, 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so pretty compact. And they start off with a banger. Uh, yep. Jin and Kazuya of Tekken fame fighting mm-hmm. during the middle of a huge thunderstorm. Yep. A comical like anime-style thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just lightning strikes constantly around them mm-hmm. uh, like ships being destroyed in the sea nearby as they fight and then go into their devil forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. Tekken eight, a really good reveal for that, uh, that logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they, that's uh, on the new consoles, PlayStation five, Xbox series, X and S and uh, PC steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, no date. So They'll do that later, but we know Jin and Kazuya are in there. Mm-hmm. I assume most of the normal Tekken people will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. And there was like a PlayStation blog post by Harada talking about how, yeah, the trailer is taken from actual in-game uh, fights and cinematic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like puffed up CG stuff. Uh, so that's kind of neat. So it seemed like they have more dynamic stuff going on in the the arenas mm-hmm. so that'll be fun to see yeah. Uh, yeah that's uh Tekken 8 looking nice uh, then we got a couple of PSVR 2 games Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition yep uh, a game that came out on PCVR I think a year or two ago mm-hmm. we'll be coming to uh, PSVR 2 next year 
Mm. Uh, that looks neat. It's like some side story mm. uh, Star Wars stuff, though you do meet RTD2 and C3PO. Yep. Uh, for the little brand of fun. Uh, that mm. looks neat. And let's see here. And Demio was the other VR game they showed off. That is sort of a tabletop RPG kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In a sense that, you know, there are characters doing things uh, almost in like little miniatures form. Mm-hmm. And you are controlling characters that are sort of hanging out uh, above the TV or the, mm-hmm. the table. Yeah. Uh, you can see there's sort of heads at times uh, looking around doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of a neat thing. I think it's been out on PC uh, VR for a little bit. So that'll be uh, nice to see what this looks like uh, in person. And yeah, sort of alongside that, PlayStation had a bunch of people over to their uh, one of their their studios to play a bunch of their VR stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a bunch of reports about impressions and all that, playing like the new Horizon and Resident Evil Village and some of that other stuff, and that looks all really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see more of that. And then we got the the first of many Ryu Gakutoku announcements with Like a Dragon Ishin. Mm-hmm. A remaster of a early PS4 Yakuza mm-hmm. Ishin game. Yeah. That was sort of samurai era, uh, sort of uh, action drama thing like the Yakuza games. But what if uh, you were a samurai? That conspicuously mm-hmm. looks like uh, Kiryu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's out February 24th. Or no. That is out February 21st, 2023. Uh, mm. That'll be PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. That one looks really nice. Uh, you're a samurai with a sword and a gun. Uh, so you're not like uh, Kiryu, who supposedly doesn't kill. Mm-hmm. Though you do get ridiculous weapons that would obviously kill people. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. That's on a new engine, I think. Uh, yeah, it's the first engine. First, Ryugakutoku. Studio game built on Unreal Engine 4. I think they've been talking about how the Dragon Engine is getting on in age and they might move future games over to Unreal Engine 5. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see how that goes, but that looks neat. And we'll tell you more about what's going on. Uh, they showed some Hogwarts Legacy and who cares? Mm. Uh, let's see. Pacific Drive was the next game and that looked really neat. It is sort of a roguelite ish kind of first person driving survival game. Uh, set in the like uh, U.S. Northwest, mm. kind of Oregon, Washington kind of area, uh, where your car is. It says your car is your only companion as you navigate a surreal and anomaly-filled reimagining of the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. structured as a road-like. Each excursion into the wilderness brings unique and strange challenges. Uh-huh. As you restore and upgrade your car from an abandoned garage that acts as your home base. With your car as your lifeline, you'll unravel a long-forgotten mystery as you make your way to the heart of the Olympic Excursion Zone. Now, you need like a little, like maybe cryptid creatures, uh, weird, like alien-looking things showing up. Who knows? But uh, that looks like a, a really neat idea for a game. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to stop and like fix your car or find. Potential upgrades, who knows? But that looks 
That looks really neat. That's out, yeah, sometime next year, PS5 and PC. Uh, then they talk a bit about their PlayStation Stars loyalty program, uh, saying it's going to be launching in Asian territories later this September, mm-hmm. uh, North America and Europe over the weeks after. So maybe over the next month or so should be out for everybody. Uh, but they'll have various various little challenges and such for you to do to earn points to redeem for like PSN credit or other things. You can mm-hmm. Also, in these little digital collectibles, and they showed off some of them. It's like, oh, what about uh, the original launch PS3? Or, uh, what is it, Polygon Man's head? Kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah, some, some neat little stuff. And no, they're not NFTs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they will be able to be displayed in your PSN profile. Yeah. Uh, maybe on your console sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what's next? Sinduality. Yeah, a Bandai Namco game mm-hmm. is also getting an anime adaptation alongside this, mm-hmm. as they are one to do now. Uh, this is kind of a third-person uh, shooter co-op kind of thing, yeah. as you play a character in a mech, I think, mm-hmm. and then there's a an AI girl that hangs out with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it takes place in twenty two twenty two. Uh, years after a mysterious poisonous rain called the Tears of the New Moon mm-hmm. wiped out most of humanity and birthed deformed creatures that now hunt the population. Amidst the calamity, humans are forced to build an underground haven named Amasia, mm-hmm. Amasia uh, where they discover and begin to collaborate with forms of artificial intelligence called Magus. Mm. And so, yeah, you're kind of taking control of this uh, mech vehicle of sorts that can do a lot of shooting and sword attacks and all that kind of stuff. I assume you use the girl too, the AI girl to like hack stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Looks neat, but also could be bad. Who knows? Mm. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That is out next year at some point. PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next up here, Stellar Blade. This is a game known as Project Eve. Mm. Uh, now has a formal name. Be out next year and is published by Sony. Yeah, uh, it's very much like, hey, what if uh, South Korean devs made a you know bayonetta like kind of mm-hmm. uh, action game where there's yeah. lots of jiggle physics? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's maybe overdone for what yeah. needs to be done. Just a little bit, but uh, you know, if it turns out to be a fun game with some, you know, I mean, I will say the art direction, you know, outside of the obvious, is actually really cool. So, yeah, yeah, it might turn out being good. I'm willing to give it a yep. shot. Has a little bit of controversy already because there's like some a woman that used to work at the studio said that upon like the people running the studio finding out that she had some public support of like feminist causes in South Korea, oh, uh, that she was uh, sort of forced out of the company. Kind oh, of thing. And, yeah. And if you don't know about South Korea, they are right now, like a lot of the, the young people, most of them are very uh, anti-feminist, mm-hmm. uh, hateful of progressive women of any yeah. kind. Yeah. And that's, so it's a very misogynist uh, kind of society mm-hmm. right now for a lot of the, uh, the, the, the millennials and Gen Z kind of thing, mm-hmm. unfortunately. 
So there's a a lot of women in their games industry that are not having a great time if they mm-hmm. decide to speak up in any way. Uh, so this being a South Korean studio, yep, they have problems with that as a lot do. So if that's important to you, write this game off. If not, you know, you can check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is out next year at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got another Sony exclusive game. Uh, they are publishing the next Team Ninja game uh, after the last one. Uh, this called Rise of the Ronin. And this seems mm-hmm. like they played Ghost of Tsushima and said, hey, we should do that. Mm-hmm. We should have <laughs> Japanese devs that are good at action stuff do a Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Uh, as like Neo was them being like, hey, we should do Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. But in Japan. Uh, this is a cool looking game. Uh, they have a lot of hallmarks of the, the style that Ghost of Tsushima had. Uh, yeah, you're playing this Ronin character that is uh, in the late 19th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very end of the 300 year long Edo period. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan is facing the darkest of times and struggles with the oppressive rulers and deadly diseases while Western influence mm-hmm. permeates as civil war continues to rage between the Tokugawa shogunate and the anti-shogunate factions. Mm-hmm. And you also got a little Breath of the Wild in there as you have like a little glider that can help you get around uh, more easily, longer distances kind of stuff, but that looks really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not out until 2024, so you don't have to care about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be a threat to your wallet anytime soon in the far-off year of 2024. Uh, so yeah, that's the last of that. And then there's God of War Ragnarok. Uh, just probably the last big push here as a showcase for uh, PS5, PS4, November 9th, they also showed off a DualSense, limited edition DualSense with like the the Little Wolf and Big Wolf kind of design mm-hmm. on the touchpad. Uh, that'll be out at launch. So they showed a little bit of gameplay and that looks neat. And that makes me want to really get God of War beaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Pretty good showcase there. Yep. <laughs> Some nice stuff. Yep. Then we got the rest of the news. As we still have a bunch more. Yes. As TGS happened, company was like, what if we show more stuff off? Mm-hmm. Uh, so first off, this was before everything, Bonnie Ross is leaving 343 Industries. Yeah. Uh, due to a family medical issue. Uh, the, her message seemed to suggest that she was probably going to leave anyway by the time the new update is out in November. Mm-hmm. But that's some sort of personal medical issue with somebody. Mm-hmm in her family has caused her to have to step aside immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wish her the best and her family the best. Uh, not the sort of way that you would want to go out, but maybe that'll lead to some uh, better days for 343. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to see, but yeah. Yeah. Wish her the best. Mm-hmm. She helped uh, bring Halo to an interesting point Yeah, in time after Bungie left and people were ready for the series to just die off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but managed to do pretty well with it for the, the next decade or so after that. Mm-hmm. 
but maybe now is uh, a good time for them to have some new leadership for what they really want to do with this franchise uh, for that. But yeah, there you go. Uh, next up, yeah, in the midst of all the uh, news of PlayStation VR stuff, mm-hmm. oh, I have this article linked here. Okay, I'll get this one. Uh, Sony revealed through their PlayStation blog podcast mm-hmm. that uh, there will not be a BC for the PlayStation VR 1 titles to mm-hmm. work with the PlayStation VR 2 headset. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the the tech and the dev environment for the new headset is not going to be you know, all that conducive to working with the PSVR 1 games, which is a shame, but it seems like they are going to a sort of big tech change with this second headset. You know, you don't have move controllers uh, for most of your motion control stuff, mm-hmm. which had, you know, no analog sticks, no uh, anything like that. It had four face buttons on each one, uh, trigger button, and what, start and, sl- start and select and... That and these new controllers are sort of two buttons on the left one, two buttons on the right one, and triggers on each kind of thing. It's a bit of a different setup, and I imagine, you know, getting camera-based VR games, working with an inside-out tracking Mm -hmm. uh, headset system Mm -hmm. is probably a lot of work uh, for uh, maybe not as much benefit as they would like, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think you're going to see a lot of the big uh, PSVR 1 games getting upgrades to the PSVR 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully free upgrades like a lot of console games have been uh, this generation. Uh, so we'll see, but mm. yeah, kind of annoying, but uh, I think for me especially, I'll still have my PSVR 1 headset, so if I need to play those games, I can hook it up and do just fine. I'll get over it. Uh, it reminds me of kind of like the the way Kinect stuff has gone on Xbox, mm-hmm. where those games were totally not compatible with Xbox One, the Xbox 360 ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they disabled Kinect altogether, and they made it harder to play those games on like the Xbox One X and Xbox Series X and S, or impossible to play those games. Uh, I believe when I look at those in my library, they're all X'd out saying, nah, you can't do this, so... Unfortunately, when you make some big changes, that kind of stuff is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely would like it to be uh, BC, mm-hmm. uh, just for easier easier access, but I can see why it's not. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. that big news. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to some more stuff. Yeah, we talked about Like a Dragon Ishin. Mm-hmm. Uh they continued with announcing Like a Dragon games. Just, yep. for, just in case you don't know, the Yakuza title is, seems to be gone. Yeah. They are done with that. Yeah. Uh, probably partially because not many of these games are about the Yakuza. Yeah, and also because by this point in the story, the Yakuza aren't really a thing anymore. At least yeah. not the Yakuza that made up the series. Because, sort of, spoiler alert, uh, by the end of... Um, by the end of Like a Dragon 8, pretty much all of the Yakuza syndicates have been com- completely dissolved. So 
Seven? It's not really a Yakuza anymore. You mean seven or eight? No, just like a dragon. Like a dragon, yeah. yeah. It's by the end of Like a Dragon, that's it. There is no more Yakuza. So, yeah. And in case you're wondering, the series in Japan was called Ryugagatoku, which mm-hmm. means like a dragon. Yep. So they are just literally translating that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yakuza Seven. Mm-hmm. They just translated into Yakuza like a dragon. Mm-hmm. Sort of like Resident Evil Seven was Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Mm-hmm. In Japan, it was Biohazard Seven Resident Evil. But they kept the Resident Evil name and Biohazard mm-hmm. name. But here they're just doing it all like a dragon. Because really, who cares? You'll figure it out. Uh, but they announced Like a Dragon 8 for mm-hmm. both PlayStations, Xboxes, and PC. Uh, it's early 2024. So, again, you do not have to care about this game for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it will continue uh, the, the series with Ichiban. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess Cosmo Curio as well. Returning because they just cannot let him go. Six was supposed to be him being like, I've had enough. I'm done. Yeah. I'm going into witness protection or whatever, you know, retiring. Yeah. Which, you know, didn't really happen in like a drug comes back as like a, as sort of a side character near the end of like a dragon. So, (laughs) yeah. And even here he has like uh, salt and pepper hair. Mm hmm. But his face looks like he's forty years old. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I guess I guess his hair aged faster than his face does. Mm-hmm. But also, he doesn't really even age that much over the course of the series, despite it being like twenty years difference mm-hmm. or something. But that's video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's that, and then they also announced like a dragon, the man who erased his name, uh, or like a dragon, Gaiden, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is. Uh, yeah, set between Yakuza 6 and Like a Dragon 8. Uh, so it'll be, a, they say, about half the size of a regular Yakuza or Like a Dragon game. Mm-hmm. Which is still a lot. That's like probably f- a good 40 hours. Uh, depending on how much you want to do. Uh, but yeah, they got that going. That'll be out next year at some point. All the PlayStations, Xboxes, and PC. Mm-hmm. That's just such a weird name. Like a Dragon Guide and the man who erased its name. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, of course. Mm. Make it as long as possible. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, good thing that happened during TGS is, hey, let's put out some demos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valkyrie Elysium has a demo now for PS5 mm-hmm. and PS4. Yeah. So you can play the first chapter of that game and, I believe, transfer the progress over to the full game if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not started that one yet. I have it downloaded uh, let's see. Wolong Fallen Dynasty also has a demo out now that is only available until the 26th mm-hmm. of September. Uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, you can check that out on. Uh, that is uh, Koei Tecmo Game, Team Ninja. I started this up enough to make a character. Mm-hmm. This has like Dark Souls style character creation to mm-hmm. it. Maybe a little better the Nats, even Elden Ring. Yeah. Uh, but it has kind of that maybe Elden Ring-ish kind of combat, but maybe more in the action category, it's... like the melded Ninja Gaiden and Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, but you can have, you know, ranged attacks, melee attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, like, magic attacks as well. Mm-hmm. And such, you can pick, like, one of five different archetypes. Yeah. There's, like, offense, defense... 
and like magic and I forget what the other ones are, but you can play that for a good bit. I basically got to the point where I went through the tutorial and found a save point. It's like, all right, that's that's been an hour. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it requires online uh, availability. You don't need to be subscribed to Gold, Xbox Live Gold, or PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can play with other people and all that. So yeah, that's one to check out. And yeah, that is uh, it for the demos. Yeah, the other one was Harvest Harvestella. Uh, for major demos out there. Uh, oh, yeah, I added more to this, so I'll move this back up. Uh, Star Ocean, the Divine Force, will have a demo that's out September 20th. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to see if that is going to be a train wreck or not. Yeah. Uh, they have a, let's see, yeah, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One. Mm. Uh, let you play from the start of Raymond's story until he arrives in Delrick Village. It's about two hours worth of content. Uh, so be able to check that out mm-hmm. soon enough. Uh, and then we start getting to other stuff here. Suikoden 1 and 2 HD Remaster. Uh, what's Suikoden 1 and 2 HD Remaster? Gate Rune and Dunnan Unification Wars. Yep. Uh, announced for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be out next year at some point. Uh, but yeah, what... Uh, Konami is doing with this collection here is what Bandai Namco is not doing with Tales of Symphonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to have gone back and like uh, improved the art a good bit, make it work in uh, yeah, the pixel sprites and environment art enhanced with new screen effects, including lighting clouds, shadow animations, flickering flames, smoldering smoke, movement of leaves and insects. Uh, the effects and direction have been redesigned. Bringing memorable scenes back to life in more beautiful ways, and yeah, new character portraits, improved field sound, battle music, and all that. Uh, they've added new features such as, uh, yeah, dialogue logs, auto battle, double speed battles, all that kind of stuff. So like some of the stuff Final Fantasy did with their uh, FF seven, eight, nine, and twelve mm-hmm. collection stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to play that game. Those, well, actually, not that both of them. I've always wanted to play them. Yeah, I own them on the PS3 from the PS1 stuff, and was kind of morbidly curious if they would ever bring those over to PS5. But I guess they figured out a way to charge you more for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I remember starting them and being like, "Oh, this is this is a lot. This is a lot. I can't, I can't do this," and didn't come back. Uh, but yeah, it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of work to this. Uh, let's see what else got announced. Oh, yeah, One Piece Odyssey finally has a launch date mm-hmm. of January 13th, 2023. Right in the middle of everything else releasing in the first two months of next year. Uh, that'll be PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, and PC. Uh, yeah, January 12th in Japan, January 13th worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Slightly delayed from its 2022 release window, mm-hmm. uh, but they have you know standard edition, digital deluxe edition that includes like expansion pass for extra stuff as well as pre-order bonuses. Yeah, limited edition in North, North America that's exclusive to the Bandai Namco store, mm-hmm. all that kind of fun stuff. But that's going to be a neat game to see how it turns out. Uh, turning. 
one piece into kind of a Dragon Quest-esque kind of RPG makes a lot of sense. Uh, so I'm excited to see what that ends up being like. Mm. Let's see, we got another date here. Death Verse, Let It Die. Yep. Will finally be releasing September 28th for PS5 and PS4. Mm-hmm. October 5th for PC. It is a free-to-play Battle Royale you know, action game kind of thing. As a nice style uh, sequel to the original Let It Die, though not a Souls-like like that was. Uh, has some really nice stuff to it, so looking forward yeah. to seeing how how that has turned out from the, the beta I played a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was part of the ID at Xbox showcase. Homestead Arcana was announced for yeah. Xbox Series X and S and PC, as well as Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Skybound Games. And guess what it is? It's a farming sim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you become a witch who pioneers, cultivates, and crafts spells to revitalize a corrupted realm. You also mm-hmm. farm and do all that stuff. Uh, so there you go. That is out. I don't hesitate. Yeah, no date. Yeah. Uh, Song of Iron 2 was also at that ID Xbox showcase. This is like a side-scrolling, Souls-like looking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be out next year uh, for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and PC. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was going to be on Game, Game Pass, but maybe not. I didn't like the article for that thing because nobody cares and it doesn't really have that much information in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Turnip Boy robs a bank. The sequel to Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a very fun, goofy series now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be out next year. It'll be on uh, Xbox One and PC and Xbox Game Pass. So yeah, if you want a very kind of a game with a lot of the the attitude of like a Paper Mario, mm-hmm. but isn't necessarily an RPG like that, uh, this is a game you should check out. As uh, Turnip Boy is just an asshole. Yeah. And a troll. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Sable is coming to PS5 later this year. It's been out on Xbox for since uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that'll be fun to see. They're going to be having a new fishing mini game and using the haptic feedback. That'll be nice for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to that. So, yeah. There you go. Powerwatch Simulator has finally been announced for PlayStation and Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great to see. Uh, they say soon. No real time frame. Could be in the next couple of months here. Uh, but yeah, like I said about the Xbox version and Brandon knows, mm-hmm. it's not uh, a great way to play that game. It's a lot slower than you can do with the mouse and keyboard. Yeah. But it's still a solid way to play it. Yep, still pretty solid. And still just as gratifying. Yeah. Uh, maybe on PlayStation and Switch they'll get gyro support. Mm-hmm. That might be better. God, I hope so. <laughs> uh, it's a it game we got to remap yeah. a lot of controls and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the way they have it set up is not ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they also announced that they are working... They're going to be doing new levels. They're taking suggestions from people in their Discord. Yeah. They're going to be doing like a, a voting tournament of sorts on the maps. Mm-hmm. Which is how you get the... The ones in the special category, the the big fountain, the golf course, and 
a couple others in there. Uh, those are all fan voted stuff. So they'll mm-hmm. be adding some more here. Uh, it's probably early next year at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, then we got the rest of the Xbox TGS news mm-hmm. uh, where they announced a, a bunch of stuff. Uh, let's see, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is on Game Pass because, of course. See, Duncan Ropa V3 Killing Harmony is on Game Pass, console and PC. I think the Assassin's Creed is also console and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced a new character for Overwatch, Kiriko, mm-hmm. who was annoying people because she was supposed to be part of the Battle Pass. People were like, what? We got to pay for characters now? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they're making her free. Mm-hmm. As a response, so we'll yep. see. Uh, Nina Kuni Wrath of the White Witch Remastered is on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox and PC, I believe. Uh, second installment will launch on Xbox next year. Mm-hmm. Nina Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. Uh, that first game is a grind fest of a game. Oh, yeah. So if you're into those kind of RPGs, especially with Studio Ghibli style to it, mm-hmm. uh, there you go. With a little bit of like Pokemon to it. Mm. Uh, let's see. They showed a new trailer for Persona 5 Royal. Uh, as well as just reminding people that Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 3 Portable are coming to Xbox and Windows. And those will be on uh, Game Pass. Persona 5 Royal will be the first up October 21st. It's also when it's coming to Switch and PS5. No free upgrade on PS5. Gonna pay sixty bucks for that slightly better looking game, mm. which is an atlas thing to do. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Guilty Gear is coming to Xbox. Guilty Gear Strive, and I thought there was another one of those. Mm, okay, no, those are coming to Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and PC. Mm. So you can get that nice looking fighting game there uh, on your Game Pass. Uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle Special Edition mm-hmm. is coming to Game Pass as well as all the Xbox and PC platforms. Uh, so yeah, there's a it's like a big crossover game mm-hmm. uh, with Blaze Blue Persona 4 Arena, Undernight in Birth Ruby Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, Arcana Three, Arcana Heart Three Love Max Six Stars, Extend Senrin Kagura Estival Versus, and Akatsuki Blitz Kampf. Uh, so there you go. Uh, they show a little more on Ayud and Chronicle 100 Heroes. Ironic that that thing, that they're doing a remaster of Sweet Weekend in 1 and 2 when they forced the the people that made it to go make their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's still happening sometime next year mm. on the new Xboxes and Game Pass. Let's see, Power World has come to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the the Pokemon game with guns. Yeah. The Pokemon game with guns and kind of some weird kind of commentary about what life in a kind of is. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, is that coming to Game Pass? It doesn't say. Mm. I, don't, I guess not. Uh, Fuga Melodies of Steel is now on Game Pass console yeah. and PC, I believe. That is a like an RPG thing mm-hmm. with a bunch of like furry people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Cyber Connect 2 game. Uh, so they also showed a trailer for the se- the sequel. Fuga Melodies of Seal 2. So there you go. Mm. Uh, Dyson Sphere program is coming to PC Game Pass. 
October 13th. Uh, that's a space simulation strategy game. Mm. So there you go. They showed off some Exoprimal uh, that's also coming to Xbox Series X and S and Xbox yep. One next year. Uh, alongside PS5, PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, they're doing updates for Naraka Blade Point, the action battle royale game. So mm. that'll be also become the Xbox One on December 22nd. And they showed us some more Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Yep. Uh, coincided with the release of the demo. So it'll be out yeah, early 2023, as well as Game Pass. Uh, Deathloop is also coming to Xbox. Uh, and Game Pass as well, the same day that it's going on PlayStation Plus Extra, mm-hmm. September 20th, so Tuesday. So, yeah, if you haven't played that on PlayStation or Xbox, mm. uh, check it out. It's a good game. Uh, yeah, that also comes by a new update they're calling Golden Loop. Mm-hmm. Brings a new weapon, a new ability, new enemy types, an extended enemy, enemy, or extended ending, and more. I should all the details, but... You better check that out. Uh, Forza Horizon is getting a new update for its 10th anniversary. Or Forza Horizon 5 is to celebrate the series. Somehow you'll be traveling through Colorado, France, Italy, Australia, Britain, and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I guess you can do that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for that. So some neat stuff there. Mm-hmm. And we'll finish it off with Nintendo Switch Online getting three new Genesis games. Yep. Uh, what are these games here? Elysia Dragoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyond Oasis and Earthworm Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, yeah, Beyond Oasis is definitely a noteworthy game. Uh, let's see. That is, yeah, a Yuzo Koshiro produced game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's been in a bunch of emulation clap, uh, collections, Virtual Console, mm-hmm. Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection, and Sega Forever on mobile. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, neat. It's like a Zelda-ish kind of game. Uh, so people can check it out. It has pretty good reviews mm-hmm. for that. I'm not sure what Alicia Dragoon is. It looks like it's uh, uh, one of those kind of games that came out yeah, by Game Arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, play you control Elysia, a young woman who is on a quest to avenge her father and save the world. She can fire lightning from her hands and summon four faithful beasts to aid her. Mm. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's a game arts published game, but published by Sega in the West. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like a side-scrolling action thing. You get to use some abilities. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So kind of neat. Uh, this is yeah in collaboration with Gynex. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, Earthworm Jim is Earthworm Jim. Yeah, it's a one-note kind of thing. It's a lot of fun. It was really weird when it came out, and uh, honestly, the sequel is much better. Yeah, and, and that came out that. first, so mm-hmm. you already have it. And also, fuck Doug Tenapple. Mm-hmm. He is an asshole, but yeah, that is uh that is everything. Yeah, and holy crap, that was a lot. And we managed to get through all of it under two hours. So, yeah, some some neat looking stuff there, and a lot of good dates too. Uh, mm-hmm. Things coming out early next year that are things that uh, you can actually check out. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what that 
that pile up of games in January and February, how that leads into sales. Mm-hmm. Cause I can't imagine that's going to do well for everybody, mm-hmm. especially with how uh, the next couple of months are not, they're not light, but they're lighter than maybe you would expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh it's going to be interesting uh, next like five months of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, anything here you were super excited about, Brandon? Uh, I think we pretty much talked about it. I'm excited for front me- for front mission first. Uh, definitely want to play Bayonetta three. Um, there's some other good stuff too. Um, one of the things I do want them to do is to bring the the uh, the uh, the flying fairy games back, you know, brave, uh, you know, those games, because, uh, they at least remastered them for the switch. Cause I didn't bravely get default. Yeah. Bravely default. Cause, uh, yeah. I didn't really get to play them back when they originally came out and I don't have a three DS anymore. So yeah, two is out on the switch. Uh, so that might be a I, pretty decent place to start. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I'll look it up and see. Of course, it might also be prohibitively expensive, so there's that. Yeah, that is Nintendo published, so that means no sales on the eShop, at least. Yeah. But well, I managed to get it from Gamefly for a decent price. Mm-hmm. So that might be a way to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's a new Zelda game that I'm interested in. I just need to see, like, what that is. Yeah, definitely want to play that one, too. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to... Uh... You know, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, this is going to be one of those holiday seasons that's going to be hell on our wallets, and we all know it. Yeah, we're oh, all going to go into we're all going to go into the poorhouse because we had gave all our money to Nintendo again. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, a lot of good stuff here. Got to wear Ragnarok is is exciting to see, mm-hmm. especially because they're aging Atreus a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not even not like oh he's an adult now mm-hmm. so like Ellie was uh, it's more like he's just on the other side of puberty mm-hmm. uh, but his voice hasn't like dropped yet mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's just scraggly enough you're like oh yeah he's like 13 now yeah he's gonna be very rebellious mm-hmm. as a result more so than he was in the first game yep uh which happens when your parents lie to you. Yeah. Uh, for all of your life. So, yeah. Uh, but I did like the bit in that, that trailer where he's like, uh, yeah, but who's going to worry about you? He's like, I don't need anybody to worry about me. He's like, what if he dies? Like death will have me when he earns me. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. That's a man who's gone to hell several times and has not come back out just fine. Uh, there you go. So, yeah, that's exciting. The like a dragon stuff is neat, but you know, outside of Ishin, that stuff is so far out. Mm-hmm. Not really worth wa- worrying about. Hey, maybe I'll buy another version of Power Wash Simulator. Mm-hmm. I'll see how that goes, but yeah, yeah. One Piece Odyssey looks really neat. Yeah, uh, some of that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff to keep an eye on for the future. A lot of things to put on wish lists and such to keep mm-hmm. an eye on. And we'll get uh, more information on that stuff 
Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you for Brandon for joining. Always. Uh, we'll be back next week with probably some news that we missed here because mm-hmm. there was way too much of it to put in even what we took here. Oh yeah. Uh, but we should have more reasonable amount of news next week and time to talk about more games that are out or nearly out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, feel free to let friends and family know that they should check the podcast out mm-hmm. and select strangers. That will be nice to you uh, for being a weirdo talking about podcasts in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope you have a good rest of your week. We will see you all next week and have a good one.